Verse 37 says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but laborers are few. I believe he's saying that to us today. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Family, we need harvesters today like never before. We need the body of Christ to rise up with assignment and, and, and purpose and go forth and begin to bring in the harvest. You now, we are in a world where sin is glamorized, where crime is sensationalized and, and, and drugs are, are legalized. You know what that does? That demoralizes people's hope. And when hope is absence, when hope is missing, people begin to fall by the wayside. And that's not God's order. What God wants for you and I to rise up and go forth and be a part of the solution. Look at somebody and say, you are the solution. It is you. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Look at somebody else and say, if you're weary, lean on me. Let's do this together. You can live by God's design. God's design is for the body of Christ to, to be strength and unity, not wearied and scattered. You know, if you said yes to Jesus, you can be in the world and not of the world. You truly are the answer, the solution to the world. <clears throat> Psalms 31:24 says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. All you who hope in the Lord. That means you qualify. Hope includes everyone and excludes no one. All includes you. Here's the promise. Don't miss the promise. The promise is keep your hope in the Lord and strength will come. That is a promise. You keep pushing forward. You keep doing what you know to do and strength will come. Family, the wisdom of God is our hope. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. This is a scripture that's talking about wisdom and the value of wisdom. We're going to read this together. It's on the screen. Ready? Read. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and all you're getting, get understanding. Wisdom is, listen to this. Wisdom is the manifestation of Jesus leading his body. Jesus is the head, true or not true. Jesus is the head of the, the body of Christ, and when you and I tap into his wisdom, we are being directed and led by him. You know what's so fascinating about the wisdom of God? You and I have never made a spirit-led mistake. Wisdom has never steered too wrong. And every time we tap into the wisdom of God, we get it right. How many of you like to be right? Raise your hand if you like to be right. 
Wisdom makes you right. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom puts you on a path where you're being ordered. Your steps are being ordered. You're being directed. You're being led. And that's God's desire. His desire is to, is to look over and, and, and whisper to you in that still, small voice and say, come this way, son. Come this way, daughter. That's his desire. He desires to fellowship with you. He desires to have a real relationship with you. The word principle means first in order of importance. The principal thing is the main thing. The main thing we need in our life is wisdom. It's the absolute most important part. Here's the thing. This is, this is how it applies to us. Any deficit that we have in our lives can be taken care of by wisdom. Any area that lacks when the wisdom of God comes into that area, lack goes, just like that. You have access to God, so you have access to his wisdom. When you have a decision to make, don't leave out the most important part. There are big decisions to be made. Don't leave out your help. Don't leave out the one who knows all. Don't make the decision without him. Look at the Amplified Version, Proverbs 4, 7. It says, the beginning of wisdom is get skillful in godly wisdom. It is preeminent. And with all you're acquiring, get understanding, actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, and logical interpretation. You can do something with that. When you grab hold of it, when you get a lot, because here's the thing, if it stays in the spirit realm, you can't do anything with it. We need to know how to put feet to what we're hearing God say. True or not true. So very, and that's what God is desiring. And that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen today. Oh, you've been believing God for instructions and insight. Well, supernatural know-how has come to you. You're going to get an understanding, and, and it's, it's going to drop in your spirit. You're going to say, that's what I'm supposed to do. Oh, I, or I have about doing this or doing that. Wisdom is God's way of operating. God's way of operating. If you and I do things God's way, are we going to be all right? Every single time, we need wisdom. Isaiah 11.2 says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and strength, the Spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. You know, I love that part where it says the spirit of counsel and strength. You know, there's been times when I've been, I've been uh, talking to somebody and something comes on my spirit that is the answer. And I know good and well, it wasn't me. You know, they'll, the, I'll, I'll see the answer take place and they'll get excited. I'll get just as excited as they are because I'm like, that didn't, that didn't come from me. But it's available. And here's the thing, family. You are vessels of Almighty God. There are people around you who need the God on the inside of you. And the wisdom of God flowing out of you is going to change lives. Here's the deal. Death or life is at stake. Not a small matter. You and I need to hear from heaven and obey. The Spirit of the Lord 
is constantly talking to us. Wisdom makes you better. Look at somebody and say, wisdom makes you better. Wisdom will illuminate your identity. What did God make you for? What was in his mind when he formed you? What was, what was his intent when he began to form you in your mother's womb? He doesn't want to hold that from you. He doesn't want to keep that from you. He wants you to know why he created you. Your identity is so important. You know, and in fact, everything I've ever seen go wrong in someone's life was, was, was birthed out of mistaken identity. When you and I know who we are, we make better decisions. And here's the thing. You can't allow your past to dictate God's creation. Your identity is who God created you to be, not what you've done or what you're doing. That is such a huge revelation because the enemy, faults, failures, and mistakes cannot steal your identity. When we know our real identity, we know that we, we will not be snatched out of the hand of our Father. And that's so important to settle. That is, that is so crucial that we just settle that. Your identity is what you're created to be. Some of the worst advice I've ever heard was, Freddie, you just go do you. Go do you. Have any, have any of you ever heard that, that kind of advice? That's horrible! Anytime we put self in the driver's seat, we're, it's a setup. Anytime we depend on self, we're in trouble. Don't you dare do you. Look at somebody and say, don't you dare do you. You choose him. You abide in him. You allow him to abide in you. You make it plain to yourself that the, 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 the Freddy that lives now is not the Freddy that lived in the past. The Freddy that lives now is the Freddy that lives with the hope and the trust and the faith in Jesus Christ. That's what we, we have to settle that. It's not about doing you. Because can we agree emotions will lead you to places you, you should not have gone? How many of you have had, how many of you have had your emotions? It just felt right. It felt real. You look back and you think, dear God, how dumb could I have been? But it felt right. Emotions will lead you down a direction or a path that has nothing to do with God. Don't misunderstand me. We're not robots. We, we use emotions. We just don't, we're just not led by emotions. Amen? We're not led by, I'm not saying to be religiously brainwashed. I'm saying don't you dare allow emotions to raise you. Here's the thing. You are not. Isn't that a powerful truth? You are not what you feel. You are a spiritual being. You live in a physical earth suit. 
and you possess a soul, and your soul is comprised of your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, and your intellect, you are not your emotions. Men, just keep looking straight ahead. You are not your emotions. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto your Thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge self. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. God, that's so important. And here's the thing. He can do you way better than you can. Isn't that the truth? He can do you way better than you ever could. The wisdom of God turns information into revelation. That's what we need. And then, you know, that's my heart's, my heart's desire. My heart's desire is to never just teach the word. My heart's desire is to teach the word of God revealed. What is the Holy Spirit saying about the word? How does that apply to my life and your life now? That's just, it just makes more sense to have the word of God illuminated into our perspective so we know what to do. It is so important that, we, that we, we know exactly what it is to do and how to, to begin to, to, to flow with him because we want him to, raise your hand if you want him to direct you. Don't you want, don't you want to be led by the Lord? Don't you want him to, to direct you? You know, Alan, as you continue to trust God, he's going to direct you down a path greater than anything that you could ever think or imagine. The things that God has shown you is the tip of the iceberg. You continue pressing forward. You continue believing God. You continue surrendering, and you will never be able to keep up with what God's got planned for you. Keep trusting and obeying. Wisdom has a solution for every single problem. Here's the thing. Everybody agrees with this. Don't sell. Say this with me. Say, I will not settle for less than God's best. Where did this wisdom come from? Let's go to John chapter 14. Where do we get the wisdom of God? The promise of God has been fulfilled. We get the wisdom of God from the Holy Spirit. You know, whenever God begins to to speak to me outside of the the notes or what we've prepared for, um, it's the gifts of the Spirit, and um, they flow freely when the hunger of the house is so tangible. And, and I'm telling you, the hunger in the house right now is, is, is pulling on the anointing. And what God desires to do will as man. And we have to be sensitive enough here because 
The Holy Spirit knows. Doesn't he know? Can we settle that? The Holy Spirit knows. Doesn't he know? And it's, it's, and it's beyond us. Beyond us. Settle. Settle that. It's so important. And I'm, 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 I'm trying to, to focus on the notes, but I, I keep hearing so much. There's so much going on in the spirit realm right now. There's so much, there's so much happening. And, and when we tap into what he's doing, we just get so much more done. No, I remember it being said, one day of favor is worth a lifetime of labor. And, and, and I believe that. I, I believe uh, the, the anointing is such to take care of every issue in the house. Everything that is needed. A, a, a refreshing is coming to you, Connie, like never before. God has not wasted that hurt. God is going to refresh you. He's already restored you, but now he's going to refresh you. There's going to be a renewal. There's going to be more insight and evidence of his power in your life than ever before. So begin to expect to hear from heaven. Let's agree with Connie right now. Let's stretch your hands towards her. We believe what the Lord is doing. In your life, we come in agreement with the refreshing. And Father, we thank you for restoring her. We thank you for renewing her in the name of Jesus. And we will watch you demonstrate your goodness through her. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's agree to not limit ourselves to ourselves. Amen. Anybody in agreement with that? Let's not limit ourselves to ourselves. You know, I'll I'll, I'll say it again. What if today was the day that you heard the one thing that changed everything? Is that possible? Oh, my goodness. It is so, so, so possible. Believe with me. For whatever God wants to do, we'll let him do. Thank you, Lord. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the most important part. God's way of operating is, is his spirit resting on us. We will always have a choice to yield or to push back. We'll always have a choice. I'm encouraging you to just yield. I'm encouraging you to say, okay, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm in. You know, somebody walked in here today ready to give up, ready to throw your hands up and walk away. What I just heard the Lord say was, throw your hands up, but throw your hands up surrendering to me. And instead of walking away, walk my way. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to try to get through the lesson. I'm going to do whatever God says do. Where was I at? John, John, John 14, John 14, 16. This is the Amplified Version. It says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, another comforter. You know what? When, when the disciples were with Peter, when, when Peter was upset when Jesus said that he was going to go away, he didn't understand what was going on. 
In order for the Holy Spirit to come, Jesus had to leave. And during that time, uh, Peter was like ready to fight Jesus over what he was saying. He was like, no way. What, what are you talking about? You're not. He, he was like, no, you're not. But what he didn't understand, if Jesus didn't leave, the promise of the Father couldn't come. The Holy Spirit couldn't come. So is it possible that you and I could be going through something right now and not understand what God is doing down the road? Can we settle it now? In hindsight, was it better for Jesus to go? Absolutely, because now the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us, and everyone, now there's a whole bunch of Jesuses running around the earth because of him leaving. Amen? That's not too strong, is it? Can y'all believe, can, can you say, I am in him? You know what that means? That means you are great. You are anointed. You are powerful. You are Christ. The, the word Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. If you accepted him, guess what? You have him and his anointing. Somebody say amen to that. Because it's the truth. Now let's drop down to verse 26. John 14, 26 says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Thing, family, you can expect to know all things. You can expect to know what you're supposed to do next. Are you supposed to relocate? Are you supposed to marry this individual? Are you supposed to buy this house? Are you supposed to buy this property? You can know. You can know. The Holy Spirit will teach you what you don't know and he will remind you of what you do know. That's what John 14, 26 is talking about. He says, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Isn't that powerful? You, look at somebody say, you are in good hands. You are in good hands. If you've said yes to Jesus, you are in good hands. And you, if you haven't said yes to Jesus, I'm encouraging you to say yes to Jesus. Jump and say yes and allow him to do you better than you ever could have done yourself. The Holy Spirit will teach you what you don't know and remind you of what you do know. You know what? That's a good deal. That means you have an upgrade available right now. You can tap into the Holy Spirit and be upgraded now. You can have insight inspired by God. You can be a better husband better wife, son, father. You, you can receive upgrade Holy Spirit and, and, and be a better business owner. The Holy Spirit will help you pray accurately. Uh, Romans 8, 26 and 27 is talking about uh, yielding and allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through us. The Holy Spirit will help you pray accurately according to to the will of God. How many of you want to pray according to the will of God? No, the Holy Spirit never misses it. The, the Holy Spirit has never prayed a selfish prayer. When you and I pray in, in English, we can lean over into, into a little self easily. In fact, 90% of real prayer You know, some of us are praying, 
we're reading off a grocery list of issues, problems, shortcomings. We're rehearsing our past, our failures. We're, we're telling God that we're not good enough. And he's like, oh, wait, waiting for us to finish talking so, so he can get a word in. Think about that. The next time you pray, 90%. Listen. Have you ever tried to talk to somebody who are doing all the talking? Have you ever, have you ever experienced that? You know, you know how God feels. He's waiting to speak direction into our lives. Thank you, Lord. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts, what the mind of the Spirit is, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit will pray on your behalf. Think the Holy Spirit can get a prayer through? Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter one, verse eleven. Second Chronicles one eleven. You know, so many people ask money and wealth, but what they really need is Solomon's a great example. Then God said to Solomon, because this was your heart, and you have not asked riches or wealth to, or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over I have made you king. If you lead people, <clears throat> this is a great example of how to lead. Lord, give me wisdom and knowledge of how to be a good leader. Give me wisdom and knowledge of, of how to steward well over those you've entrusted. to me. God responded to Solomon's desire for wisdom and knowledge with riches, wealth, and honor, because God knew he could trust them with it. God has whatever you're lacking. Here's a great principle for you and I to, to live by. Serve your provider, not your provision. The wisdom of God not only gives you answers, but it also keeps your heart right. So very important. The wisdom of God is his know-how. God's know-how is available to God's children. He wants you and I to be set free from fear, worry, pain, stress. He wants us to press into him like never before. Go to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. You know, 
if you've just been weary, raise your hand. Just been fighting the good fight. You've just been. Gonna obey God. Just stand to your feet right where you are. Those of you, you just, it's just, it's been more than normal. Can we pray for them? So turn and face, reach your hand towards somebody who's standing. Because you know what? That's not God's desire. God, God loves you, and he wants you to walk in strength and unity. And the, the danger of, of, of not being strengthened, the enemy would love to get you that you disconnect. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for my family right now. I pray for everyone who is standing and everyone who is acknowledging online. Father, I know you wouldn't interrupt the message unless there was a sense of urgency. Love on them right now. To quicken them by your spirit right now. So, Father, we come in agreement with your word. We thank you for the anointing, touching them. We thank you for strength being stirred right now. Thank you, Lord, for a refreshing. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to their needs. We pray for help to come. We pray for peace to come. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit, as the comforter. Comfort them right now. In the name of Jesus. We believe it, and we have it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. Let's go there. It says, and this is a great, this is a great segue into our, our application as we wrap up. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 6, it, it, is, it gives us steps as far as walking in wisdom. It's a perfect uh, on, on board to our application. Proverbs 2, 1 through 6 says, My son, if you receive my words, is it a choice? Always. If you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, that's called prayer. If you seek her as silver and search for her as, as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. That word fear means reverence or respect of the Lord and find knowledge of God. For the Lord gives, this is verse 6, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Now let's look at the application. In fact, the proof text to, to the application piece came right out of, a lot of it came right out of Proverbs. In application, grab your notes. If you don't have notes in front of you, the notes are on the church app. Application number one says what? Choose to receive. 
we have to choose. We always have to choose. We have to choose life or death, blessing or cursing. Number two says what? Value the word of God. This is so very important. We have to value and honor the word of God. And family, listen to me. If it ever comes down to what you feel versus what you see in the word of God, choose the word of God. Value the word of God. God has so much he wants to do with us. But we have to choose. Number three, listen and obey. Whatever Jesus says for you to do, just do it. Just do. Get out of the way and let him lead you. Let him guide you. Number four says what? So powerful, James 1.5 says, if, you, if anybody lacks wisdom, ask. How simple can that be? And here's the thing. It's so easy to ask your neighbor, your friend, your, your spouse. It's so easy to ask everybody around you and not ask him. The more we begin to ask him first, the more we build that healthy relationship. You know what, you know what God wants from us more than anything? relationship. Go to him. Go to him before you go to your husband or your wife. Number five says what? Pray for understanding. Whatever you don't know, whatever you don't understand, pray and ask God about it. You know what that does too? It, it builds relationship. You know, God is not afraid of our questions. God is never going to get mad at us questioning him. That means we, we, we want to know the answer. That's so important. It's so vital. You, God. It's available. And as Wisdom unfolds in our lives. We'll walk in that. Number six. Body away. <clears throat> number seven says what? Train of spirit. And number eight, last but not least, confess the word over your life. Don't allow negative thoughts to go unchecked. <clears throat> Don't allow... Elect, don't allow negative emotions to go unchecked. You know, it's not so much the emotion that needs to be dealt with. It is the spirit behind the emotion. Why am I feeling that way? Why did, I, why did that rub me wrong? <clears throat> and it's so critical that we grab hold of that. <clears throat> be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Use your words because words change the atmosphere. Words are meant to change the atmosphere, not describe the atmosphere. Your words. Use that. Uh, grab hold of that, that, that truth nugget. Be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Don't, don't talk about the problem, begin to speak into the atmosphere the solution. If pain in your body, I'm healed according to Second Peter 2. 
Matthew 8, 17. According to the word of God, I am healed. You began to change it. You know, if we were to turn the, the air off, it would take a little while for the temperature to change. But it's already been set. Your words can set the atmosphere. Even if it takes a little while for the conditions to change, that's all right. It's already been set. Change your speech and you'll change your life. To somebody and say, change your speech and you'll change your life. Say this with me. I set the course of my life with the words of my mouth. We're going to say these together. These are some great examples of some things that I just confess over myself in the mornings. I shared them with you. We're going to confess them together. Let's stand to our feet. Everybody have notes? Let's speak this out into the atmosphere don't have notes, it's, it's on the screen as well. How many you believe in the power of your words? You're made in the image and the likeness of God. You have creative power on the inside of you. Let's say this together. Ready? Read. I confess that the Father of glory may give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The next one, ready, read. I confess that the eyes of my understanding are being enlightened. Number two, or three, I know what is the hope of his calling. The next one, I know the riches of the glory of his inheritance in me. That's how valuable you are. There will never be a price paid on the planet more valuable than the price paid for you. The blood of Jesus is the most valuable thing there is, and it was paid for you. That's what the Father thinks of you. The next one, I receive the exceeding greatness of God's power toward me. And last but not least, I am a believer. I function in God's mighty power. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now somebody shout unto the Lord. You know, God is, God is not nervous. He doesn't require us to, to, to be in the library. He, he doesn't mind interacting. You know, I'm going to have the prayer team come up. I don't ever want to take it for granted. If there's any prayer needs in the house, if you have never said yes to Jesus, ever received the baptism of the Holy Spirit or if you have a need for healing um, we believe how many of you how many of you have ever seen or been healed supernaturally raise your hand if, you, if you've seen or been healed supernaturally we absolutely see because Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever we believe that if there's a need for healing in the house healing is here let's bow our heads Close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every household represented here today. Father, we thank you for grace, deposits, and truth impartation. We thank you for your anointing that is available to destroy every yoke, remove every burden. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing to heal. 
thank you for the anointing to save, deliver, restore. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise, glory, and honor.